No. Hey, Pasquale. How are oh, you? Man, you? Fall inside the fucking toilet? Yeah. How are you? <laughs> oh! Get him out! Get him out before he suffocates! Got going? my head out of my ass, though, that's for sure. What's that? Got my head out of my ass, that's for sure. That's for sure. How you doing? Chilling, yo. Had a long day on the construction site today. Me, uh, me and the guys were going at it until five, but uh, it's one of those days we got everything done. So I'm actually feeling pretty good about today. Is this still on the first uh, one you guys were building? Yes, we're on the first one. We're almost done. We finished the drywall today. So now we just got to do the painting and the floors and the final few touches before we have uh, the open house. And then we start uh, pushing it really, 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 like really hard and start selling it really hard. First of all, do you know where you are? Uh, where am I? Tell me. You're on. Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> I wasn't going to scream at this time, but I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> I'm excited, yo, but I'm also nervous. My first podcast ever. Yeah? Yeah, it is. Today, man, we got Nicola Kuji from the Studio Pod Company. One half of the Studio Pod Company. That's right. Um, you want to just explain a little bit, like, what you guys do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, so it started off as a class project of mine. Uh, this year, um, just to make a long story short, I uh, had a class project, and part of the class project was to make a business. It was like an entrepreneurship class. And it was supposed to solve a problem with COVID. And the idea I came up with for the business was something that uh, provided an office space. So essentially, it's pretty much a room that goes in your backyard and it serves as an office space. And I decided to call it Studio Pod. And uh, it's, it's what it is. It's it could be used for other things, though. It's not just, you know, that's a main marketing push for you guys, like home offices. But could be used for it be anything it could be like a it could be an office it could be something like a yoga room it could be even like a cigar room or a sesh room it could be literally anything because it's just another room that's right in your backyard it's detached from the house but it's i mean i have one in my home uh, my mom uses it because she's working from home forever now you know um but yeah listen i uh I was uh, going through an internship last year and it was at a place that I was wanting to go back to. And it's one of those things where I really wanted to go back to this place. I thought it was cool and it was like a stock place. And I just had a lot of fun. This is in Kingston? This was a place in Toronto. Toronto. And um, it was one of those things where I was having fun researching companies because it was just like, I was researching like, just like, random companies bro it was like canadian tire was one of them another one another one of them was like saputo and i remember burger king burger king was one of them and that burger king was sick because i actually got to go on on like um a few calls to like i I even called the ceo of burger king italy which i thought was the dopest part of my burger king italy Burger King Italy. I didn't even know they had Burger Kings in Italy before I started work there, but the guy was chill. How did you get connected to the, for the Italian CEO? 
he gave me a, it was the work gave me a, like there was a software that paired us up with CEOs and work paid the CEO like a fee to talk to me. And I mean, I was a young kid. I totally, I'll admit it. I was totally like nervous and I kind of like fumbled the ball a bit, but I managed to recover pretty quickly. And I was just having a random chat with the guy and it was lit. Yo, like, I was what, what was their mission for you to get out of talking to the CEO of Burger King, Italy? So he, uh, they asked me to figure out what they were doing for COVID. I mean, restaurants were hit hard, like punched in the face. And he was trying to figure out if the rest, because I mean, the stock was low. At this point, it was like May. The stocks were still so low and they wanted to buy it, but they were trying to figure out if it was a good price to buy or if it was supposed to stay low. And Burger King was one of those, luckily, franchises that had like a lot of drive-throughs. So they could, they could keep staying open and keep selling. But um, what I found out out of Burger King was that Burger King is owned by the same company that owns Tim Hortons and Popeyes. And uh, Popeyes is popping off. Burger King is like the mid, the, like Popeyes is the strongest and the highest growing one. Burger King is like in the middle. And Tim Hortons is not doing too well just because I don't think they know how to run it too well. And like the quality has gone down a little bit. But I mean, I never there's like this huge, like everyone was complaining when they changed the coffee, like provider, like the, where they got the beans. I don't beans, know. I've never, but like, uh, coffee from Tim Hortons is a coffee from Tim Hortons, but people literally spend their like life at Tim Hortons. They get like three extra large coffees a day. And so like, they're basically drug addicts to the Tim Hortons coffee. Yeah. They're crap. Notice the slight little differences. They're like, oh, taste off. Can't get my day started without the Tim Hortons. But then, uh, I mean, yeah, it was one of those. It was actually a fun time. But I mean, one of those summers ended off really. It was. It was. I mean, the, at the end of that summer, I went through probably the, like one of those times in my life where I had to like pick myself back up because I hit rock bottom. And it was one of those things where I had to like figure out a new path for myself. Um, you know, when COVID hit, the funds and the stocks dropped so much that they couldn't actually hire anyone back next year. And it was a whole old ordeal where, I mean, looking back now, it was a sign to, you know, look for something new and look for something different to do. But back then I was like crushed. I was like, this place is what I want to do. This place is what I've been working hard for the last, ever since first year to third year to get. But um, I'm glad it, I'm glad it didn't work out because in one sense I had a chance to start this up and now I'm doing this. But man, at that time it was tough, yeah. But luckily I had really good friends and everyone was kind of like, you know, everyone just picked me back up and like keep going, yo. You have a lot more that you could bring, and I'm not gonna like. I mean, they didn't really know the company too well. A lot of good people worked at the company, but they were like, yo, fuck them. They don't. I don't know if I could swear, but they were like, fuck them if they don't deserve you. Yeah, they're like, you don't. They don't deserve you. So, I mean, all in all, I'm glad it happened. So, like, building up this company now, and basically, you need materials to build your things. Like throughout the pandemic, all you hear everyone talk about is like, oh, wood so expensive, metal so expensive, so expensive, can't get and it. You are like on the forefront. You see like how expensive things are because you have to buy, especially windows. You were saying, yeah, windows were. I mean, the first fifteen, it was one of those things where I had to call twenty people to get what I want, but um, 
It was, uh, aside from being expensive, first of all, wood is three times more expensive. It cost me like 10 bucks for a piece of wood. And when it was like two and a half to three a year ago, windows I can't get because everyone's doing home renos. And they told me like, you have to wait until September. And I was like, no, no way I'm waiting till September. I can't because I'm trying to build some. So I pick up the phone and I kept calling places that were outside of Ottawa, like Mississauga and Montreal. And I managed to get a Russian company, a company like in Saga. I think they're Russians. <laughs> At least I think it sounded hella Russian over the phone. And they uh, told me they can get it to me in three weeks. So you just got to keep pushing forward. Sometimes you just have a gut feeling where it says you're almost there and it's, you just gotta, you just have to keep going, keep trying and keep trying. Mm -hmm. What I liked about your guys's like models, the, I like, first of all, your website is really good. Thank you. I enjoy, you know, looking at the different models, the Panther, what's the model you guys are building right now? The Banff. The Banff. Yep. And what I like about them is they're very modern and they're very like, I could live in a space like that. Yeah, yo, that's that one of those myself. things. That, that could be a room. Yeah, that's one of those things that me and Josh uh, have been talking about for the longest time. Like a lot of, like, bro, a lot of people in Ottawa have like houses, but a lot of people that are younger than them are going into the job market and are looking at houses that are so expensive that are so small and they need new spaces. They need more space. And I mean, everyone's seen like house prices just keep going up, bro. And they keep going up. And last summer while I was working in a stock job, I learned and I have a, I have a certain like view on houses on housing. And I don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's gonna stop, man. I think it might level off, but I think it's just going to keep going up. It's a great investment to get into it, but man, is it sewering us, the younger generation? Well, so, definitely the trend of building is, you know, her yeah. trying to fit in as many people as you can within a certain, like, square footage. Like, that's yeah. why condos and apartments are always going up, and they're widely available to everyone. Yeah. Especially, you know, going to Barhaven, they're always building new places to live all the time i mean i was talking to my friend they, they said barhaven's gonna so barhaven's gonna have a downtown soon i don't know if you heard we're gonna have a downtown soon i feel i feel like auto is gonna become like a mini toronto where barhaven's gonna be what i guess mississauga or markham or scarborough is to toronto it's gonna become its own it's gonna have its own downtown and its own uh its own it's gonna be like a mini city within ottawa but yeah, I mean, Josh, so anyway, Josh and I were talking about, you know, making these things a little bit bigger so you could have, I mean, just imagine, you know, imagine yourself in one of these bigger where you have yourself a bed, a kitchen, a washroom. At that point, it starts becoming like a home. And uh, I mean, I was thinking about it and it would be one of those things that'd be so fresh to build. You can make them so fly, such a cool design, but uh it's hard. You're going to have, you're going to go against, so you're going to go in against people that just don't want to see, don't want to see it built, whether it's government or people that are just saying it's a bad no, idea. Because they realize we don't need as much space as we think. Yeah. We like there, I think you were talking about one time about like settlements with like uh, small and like tiny homes, like a whole suburb yeah. of tiny homes. That's the future. Yeah. Anyways, if we keep increasing the population of humans on earth, 
not gonna be able to have like big houses like we have now. Uh, and I like that, yo. Like me and me and Chris and um, I mean even you. A lot of us love like designing things and making things our own. I feel like we just see the world as like I don't know. Like there could be so much more beauty added to things that it, it's just not there. Like there could be so much more, you know, mm. love put into creating things, and it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be big. You can just add your own, you can just add love to it and you can make it more beautiful for someone that can afford a huge house. You can make it with the most beautiful material. You can make it with just really good designs and the world needs more people that, you know, decide to work for themselves and add their own creative touch and their own creative power. Everything's in the mind and you can channel that towards something that's really, really, I'm just, it's just awesomeness, bro. Mm. So the way I could describe it. But what about you? What do you what like? What are your plans? What do you mean my plans? Your plans for the next like? I don't even know. Like, what are you thinking after school? After school, well, like I'm done school now. I'm going to continue to do more school. But that's like a deeper issue than <laughs> that's not something I want to talk about right now. True, true. You're like pouring out your heart over here. We love it though. What's your favorite beverage to sip on? So I just had, I had bio still right now. It's kind of fire after like, like that? honestly, like oh. it's, it's, it's not great, but there's no sugar in it. And it's, I just like drinking it after the site. I'm grinding so hard, man, that like, how is it after every day? Like when you're it's hard, bro. I've actually, honestly, the chunkiest I've ever been was about two months ago. I'm not very chunky, but the chunkiest I've ever been was just two months ago. I started getting like a belly. I was eating like the, the I mean, I like food. It's one of those things, you know, I like eating burgers. I don't psych myself out by telling myself like, I'm going to like get low energy and feel like shit after. It's obviously not great for you. I love burgers and I'm going to keep eating them, but I was eating too many of them. And I had like, so I, I was like a little bit chunky and I, I lost it now. So I've been working hard and I mean, no, sometimes, no yeah. Like, I show ops now. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, yeah. You told me we were playing footy the other day. You had show ops. They're yeah. So Josh bought them at that, the Serbian bakery and yeah. uh, he just forgot them in my car. And then I put them in the freezer and I forgot about them. Yeah. They're dang. Well, I just need some food. And I'm like, my cookies so are so good. Like, you have a beef? Yeah. Is that like a Serbian thing or is that just come from like, so like an Eastern European thing? It's just, like it's I don't know. It might've been originated somewhere else, but like anywhere you go in Serbia, like it's just the dankest. I feel like even like in Turkey, those are the type of sausages they have. You're right. You're right. They are in Turkey too. Yeah. The one that I have to put you on is called Piaskovice. It's like a burger, but it's with the same meat in a cheva. And you have to eat it with a certain type of like burger bun. It's, just, it's, it's called like a lepina. Certain type of burger bun with the piaskovica. And you add a little bit of like kaimak and like uh, onions in it. Honestly, I can't it's even describe it to you, but feed it to you, Pasquale. I got to feed it to you. <laughs> like It's probably the best burger I've had. It's up there with five guys because five guys is just like so hard to beat. Wait, wait, wait. It's good. 
Hella good. They just said some crazy ethnic Serbian burger, and then you're saying Five Guys is on the same level as it? Honestly, I'm doing it uh, like I shouldn't be saying. Well, that's that's to be good to Five Guys. Yeah. I mean, shit. Also, yo, have you tried Mary Brown's yet? Yeah, I've had Mary Brown, like a chicken sandwich. It's a chicken sandwich. Okay, let's talk about chicken sandwiches. What, out of all the ones, let's say the main three, Popeye's, KFC, and then we'll add Mary Brown's because that's a like pretty popular one. Okay, I gotta put I gotta put Mary Brown's up there on Mondays, just because it's the same price as Popeye's but better. Popeye's is second, and KFC, yo, I ain't gonna lie, I've maybe had it once, but I don't even remember. So I gotta, I mean, they sell out quick because I remember one day they're like two dollars for a sandwich, and we were going around like every KFC to look for one and they're all sold out. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. I really go to KFC that much. If I want fried yeah, chicken. Me either, yo. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I actually haven't had KFC in, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't had KFC in years, but Mary Brown is definitely up there. It's definitely like an after work snack. You know, as soon as we're done, the, as soon as we, like when we build these studio pods, KFC, like uh, the Mary Brown's is right next to the site where we're at. And I mean, yeah, holy fuck. I had it like two days ago with Josh. We both ordered two burgers each, two chicken burgers each. Dank. We went to Britannia, just caught a vibe, man, and just chilled. You know what I realized, though? What? That shit you can make yourself. And I've been, like, cooking more, and I realized that, like, you know what? Go to the grocery store, and, like, just for yourself, you could probably spend, like, $30. And you can make like a bunch of chicken sandwiches, man. Maybe it won't be as good the first time because Mary Brown's has that to his science, other ingredients. But I think we should, you know, fuck the fast food. Let's just start making our own chicken sandwiches. Literally, bro. It's a little like, revelation. This could be all bullshit. It's definitely something I have to work on because, like, I mean, I know how to make. <laughs> Do you think we'd be able to make like eggs? I can make eggs. I can make grilled chicken. I can make pasta. But um, I mean, shit. Fried know. chicken's not too hard though. You just need it like a. You can do that in a pan too. Later. A fryer would be easier, but just easier to have a girlfriend, you know. Get your head out of your. Yeah, I don't have a. I don't have a girl right now, but. I mean, if I come home from a day of work and, like, I don't have food in front of me, like, I might go through the roof. That's why I usually go out and eat. But if sometimes my mom shifts up, like, just... You got to learn up to chef up on your own. Yeah, I have to. You got to be a chef. Fill your own roles in your life. That's true. Yo. I actually should, man. I got to upgrade your ass. Chef up. I gotta like you know how Rinsky like I gotta get my like cooking up to ninety nine soon. Fuck, it's at like one right now. Fuck. Especially that's how you get a girlfriend too. If you're a crazy chef, come on, you're a good looking guy. Yeah, this is a, any females watching. Get up, my boy, Nicola Kuji. Especially if you know how. To, actually, especially if you, I mean honestly, hit He's me up. For a good girl. I can chef some chefops. My repertoire, my like my like I can't chef up much, but. I'm Yo, I don't know if I'm looking for a girl right now, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know if I am. How, yeah, you've been with a girl. Yeah. I've been with a girl, like, 
it's just one of those things, bro. I feel like I wouldn't be able to like commit too much to a girl right now. Like I want to, if I'm in a relationship, I want to be able to like, you know, be close to her and spend a lot of time with her. But with like this business that I'm running, I just need time right now to get this thing up and running. And I feel like I wouldn't be able to be the boyfriend I need to be, but I'm working on like moving away from being on the construction site so much. And and, and every day, like I wake up at, at like 6.30 and I work until 5.30 and it's too much right now. I got to start like, I got to start moving away. Like the first one's coming along nice and the next few are already kind of lined up and it's going to go well. But man, I got to go to Rito. I haven't been to Rito in like, in like months. I haven't been like shopping. I haven't been. Well, it's been close for months. Yeah, I was if you want to go now, that's the perfect time because stuff is just opening up. Yeah, I gotta go get my wardrobe freshed out. But wardrobe? I mean, me and you gotta go to Value Village to be honest. Nah, I'm I'm done buying clothes for now. I got accumulation. I just <laughs> go buy my nun's house if I want new clothes. I gotta I'm like, give me a little sweater, sunglasses. Yeah, how many how many shoes do you think you got? Shoes? Yeah. Um, I have a decent amount. Maybe like thirteen pairs. How many shoes do you have that are like maybe more? I don't know. I've been counting. That are going out shoes. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, going out shoes. What do you mean going out? That you would put on going downtown. Like it's you got to go to Byward. Um. Well, it depends what I'm doing. I'd wear any of the shoes that I own downtown. But like a dinner, like a like a fancy dinner, is that, is that what you mean? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It depends how upscale I'm dressing. If I'm wearing like a, a button-up shirt and like slacks, then I'm wearing like a, you know, a nice little loafer or a, a little bit of like a, a classier shoe. Maybe the Stan Smith. Stan, yeah. Yo, so, yo speaking of shoes, I, I saw this video the other day. It was like some like... It was, it was this like Swedish dude and he was like the funniest, he had like some crazy shades on and he was getting interviewed and he was talking about style and he was like, he was explaining something that hit me so hard and pretty much as he was like talking about how he started dress. He was saying like, you have to learn how to dress up before you have cash, before you have money. Otherwise you're just going to look ending up. Video of young lean. Idiot. It might've been. It was that. I don't know who it was, but it was, it hit me so hard, bro. It hit me so hard. Yeah, no, because I don't know. To me, if just wearing like Gucci or Louis down isn't really, like anyone can do that if you have the money. That's what you're saying. I'm more impressed if you don't have the pocket to buy stuff, but you still put it together. Yeah. Because like you could throw on like the most expensive fit that just doesn't go together. It's like making a song or making a beat where you're like, you throw in, too many instruments that don't go together like yeah like each sound could be like mastered well but it doesn't go together man to me it's just like it's got to be authentic it's got to be yourself like i would never wear something that i'm not comfortable wearing or like i never wore skinny jeans but i couldn't when i was younger i just wouldn't fit into them but just even throughout now even if i could fit into a pair like i just it was never my my and i just don't feel comfortable in them i don't even like jeans that much to begin with you know, yeah. Yeah. you have become more comfortable. I find. Yeah. And you, you gotta be like, to wash them too much. Yeah. I don't even wear them too much. 
I don't even wear jeans too much, actually. I like, I like wearing, like, I, I mean, I just like wearing what's comfortable right now. And, like, it, clothing is one of those things. It's like, it's like posting on Instagram. It's like going out, wearing a certain type of clothes is expressing who you are. And, like, I just have to, I mean, where do you shop, for example? Like, what apps do you use to shop for clothing? What apps? Yeah. I don't use any apps. No apps? Everything like, is. I don't know. It's just here where, like, there, like, I'll go out to, like, Rito to maybe buy some stuff. But I haven't done that in a while. I don't know. I go to the Bay. I like Winners. Yeah, Winners, bro. Winners. This is a slept on, but everyone knows that. Because anyone you bring up about Winners, like, ah, Winners is crazy. Because they know you can get crazy stuff at Winners all the time. And just even the, the footwear, like, Man, fly knits, Air Forces, Stan Smiths, New Balances. Yeah, I mean, religious. You can get yeah, anything. Golf Lafleur, Converse. Anything, yeah. Yeah, and there's always some weird stuff too, which I like. They sell True Religion and stuff. Robin jeans. Yeah. Have, like, Yo, while we're talking about, about this, man, I watched a video on Instagram the other day about the guy saying you have to dress before you get caught. I was, it completely slipped my mind, but now I'm thinking about it, y'all. Like, now that I'm going to be selling this next one very soon, like, I got to start, I got to start thinking about what I'm going to be buying, because... I would maybe, I don't know. You can do whatever you want, but I would maybe, clothes is not important, money to spend. Like, if you have money to spend, don't spend on clothes. Don't blow a budget on clothes. Clothes clothes are a worse investment than cars. Yeah. Because yeah. you're maybe not, probably not going to like it maybe in a year. Try it. Try, I don't know. For clothes, buy something that you think you're, you see yourself wearing in five years. True. True, true. Yo, I had this question. Uh, I remember, I was, I, was just, I was just talking about the job last summer. And one of the interview questions that keeps getting asked is, if you had a million dollars, what would you buy with a million dollars? And it's one of those things that you don't have to, don't buy like, don't invest it. You cannot invest it. You don't you actually have to like spend it. You have to spend it on yourself or on someone close to you. It has to, it cannot be something that you can't, you can't buy a Bitcoin. I'm not allowed. You can't answer that. You can't buy a Bitcoin. No, I wasn't going to say that anyways. Um, I would try, well, actually Bitcoin was cool, but like <laughs> I would buy a house, not like a house for a million dollars, just like a property. Um, maybe, you know, for as, low as possible but like a property where I like get enough money out of it and then if i had leftover money depending how much the property was let's say it was like eight hundred thousand dollars so you know i wanted a little nicer house um with the rest of the money i would i don't know i do a little bit of shopping divvy that up into either shopping and throw some parties Yes. Um, We were talking about this recently, maybe not as recently as like last couple months, but like, I mean, we were talking about having like, uh, like a, like a home base in Ottawa, like a trap house in Ottawa that we could throw parties and just like put on like shit on the wall. That that was not the right word. (laughs) Yeah. Clubhouse. Call it like a clubhouse. Members only type of, that's what I wanted to do. I remember talking to people. I wanted to find a place where we could throw parties and like host events. Call, like uh, rap. Like just like, have like, you know, a membership club and there'd be members, people pay and it just go towards like rent and like alcohol, like fee pretty much. 
but you know, people could also just come to the door and pay a fee, like for the party. Hey, so make we, it should. we should, bro. We, uh, I mean, yo, I'm a big believer in this. I'm, I'm a big believer in affirming things, like saying I'm going to do things like, all, bro, one of the secrets to life is to be able to like visualize yourself, like close your eyes and visualize yourself with what you want. And then just like look at best case scenario and worst case scenario. And then just, you know, architect your way through that, figure out how you're going to get there. And then, I mean, that's one of those things I did last summer. I was literally working, I was at, I was in school and I had this idea for room pod or the studio pod. And I kept going back and forth, like trying to see what I wanted to get out of this summer. And you just got to keep like executing and it is hard work. And I, I ain't going to lie. It's been a little bit slower than I've been planning on just because I don't know anything. And I thought kind of overjudged how much I knew, but man, one of those things I love is just to have my own place, like a home base. And I mean, I want to have one of those things in, in Ottawa by next summer. It's one of my goals. Like an office space? No, not even. I think a clubhouse, bro. Like a clubhouse. Honestly, I will say I want to get an apartment first. I want to get an apartment first. Yeah, no, I definitely buy a house there. You can live in first before you buy like a fucking Playboy mansion. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just go crazy. Yeah. Yo, I don't know, bro, my parents recently after, ever since they came, my parents came in Ottawa, like 20, just before I was born, they came from Serbia and then they've been working really hard for the last, I mean, I'm, I'm 21 years old, the last 20 years and they've saved enough cash to buy a condo recently and the tenants moving in September. Okay. So I have two months until then. So I was, you know, I looked at this, I was like, I was thinking about it. If the guy's not moving until two months later it's a it's, it's open it's like free right now so i was i was scheming i was thinking about it and i i came up with an idea so the next morning i went up to my i went up to my dad and i was asking you know you know could i go see the place and we went inside and we saw it and the bathroom needs major work and the kitchen maybe a little bit of minor work and i asked him i was like yo pops if uh i'll cut you a deal if i renovate this whole thing for free just like i'll do everything the bathroom the kitchen would you let me stay in the and would you let me stay in there for two months and at first he was like fuck no like i'll let you like you know do all sorts of shit to it but in the end he let me he, they allowed me so i'm gonna go renovate this and have my own fucking place finally yeah uh, what needs to be renovated like everything bro first of all the bathroom I don't know how someone lived in it. It was literally, it smelled like, it just smelled like the worst thing you could like ever- the opposite smell. of get your head out of your ass? It, yes. It smelled like my head yes. in the fattest ass in the world and it smelled like amplified. It was just terrible, bro. And I just needed to like, honestly, I walked into it. I just, I like, I walked right out. This is horrible. But I like disinfected it. It's clean now. So I got to go clean it up. But man, I, uh, I got to invite you over in- Two weekends. Things on weekends. like uh, you're taking the the Mike Holmes uh, inspirational route. Yeah, you start a little series. Kuji, yeah, the I got to like go into people's problems. houses and just smash everything, and you just leave. You don't even fix it. Yeah, break down a wall. I think me. I think we're gonna break down a wall and like make it more open concept. It's one of those things I love, open concept stuff. But after that's done, I'm gonna have my own place, and hopefully after. 
this summer I'll be able to, yeah, I mean, work on myself a little bit. It's hard to do everything when you're at home and your parents still have a huge influence on you. Once you have your own place and you move out a little bit, then you tend to, you know, become more individualistic and do things on your own. And through that, you really do tend to, uh, to work on yourself a lot, a lot. And uh, I, uh, I had the chance to live alone. Like I, uh, after high school, after Pius, I uh, went to Queens in Kingston and I was living there alone for a while. And I got to say like living alone first thing that happens is like you become you know you have to take care of yourself and there's so many more responsibilities but the second thing is you're on your own and you can't just come home and like be in the same environment you kind of just you figure out that you know there's certain negative aspects to your personality that you could change and improve and become more adaptable and become more resilient in a sense. So Queens was really cool for that. But now that I'm home again, because of COVID and all that, having my own place again is going to feel like fresh air. It's going to feel like, mm-hmm. it's going to feel really good. How, um, how do you feel about the culture in Queens? Like the, kind of like the frat, uh, like party, like huge St. Paddy's Day, huge homecoming, or even just other schools too. But we'll talk about Queens first. And so yeah, how is your experience? Everyone there is just on a different energy level, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where people get so much energy, but people love to party there. And I, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I'm an easily corruptible guy. So I, I obviously <laughs> love it too, but you know, I was, I, I try to do my best to stick to my grind and I have been doing that pretty well first year and second year. I tried to go out maybe like, I try to keep it to like once a week, but probably like maybe twice a week when I wasn't busy. And um, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, it's fun, but you definitely feel like shit on Sunday. <laughs> you always feel like shit on Sunday. Um, and it was fun, man. Homecoming is ridiculous. St. Patty's is ridiculous, but it's one of the most fun things when you guys came up and there was like 10 of us at turning up in Kingston for uh, St. Patty's yeah. Lit, bro. That was so. You no, know, it was definitely fun, and uh, I definitely would go back too. But that's why, like, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like, all that energy all the time, I get. So I'm not like that all the time. That's why I like kind of like you know, just visit, you experience it, and then you're like, okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, I'm one of those people. Like, I like to. I mean, at the end of a busy day, I would probably not want to go in a very social setting, but I'd want to be like in like a close friend group, like just chatting, like deep, like just like chilling, bro. Like vibing. That's the best day to me after a hard day at work, close friends, maybe like I'm on a little tea break right now, but maybe like a little bit of like music on and like a little bit of Bev and Sash. It's just like a vibe. That's my, that's my ideal night. Good food too. I got to have good food, but food is very important. Very important. The best. Like it's the best. How many, uh, how many white claws do you think you consumed over, uh, your time? Oh, man. Too many, too many. Is that, is that the, the go-to alcoholic beverage? White claw? Uh, uh, at Queens, definitely. But <clears throat> I like Sleeman Clears. I like Coors Banquet. I like I like beer. I, oh, bizarre. 
Sleeman clear. So like, Sleeman clear. like uh, they go down like water, like water. Like it's a it's a beer, but it's a very very light beer. Um, and then like honestly like I, I like hard liquor too if I'm going out because uh, shit you know too much bev in your stomach just makes you queasy and like hard liquor just does it, it, it does the job. It's not the nicest thing to drink, but it does the job. You know. Is there um, any like crazy uh, Serbian liqueur? Because I know Polish people go heavy with the vodka. No, especially the yeah, yo, the, I, yes, last night I was about to go drink some Perry in the fridge and like I opened it up and it was like it was like uh it was like Serbian liquor and it was made out of this uh my grandparents make this thing where I mean my grandparents in, in Serbia they have a, a wine yard and they also have um uh you they make also, out of a yeah grappa, like, it was like, the, the grapes too yeah they uh they do they make something in Serbian it's called um uh, uh, rakia, and uh, I forgot. The, I don't know what it is, and it's just the hardest liquor ever. Yeah, now. it's is it made from the stems of the grapes, and like it's kind of like the leftover from making wine. Yeah, they make it out of like grapes, and they make it out of uh, they make it out of everything, bro. Peaches, they make it out of like pears. They make I don't even know how they do it. They just make yeah. alcohol out of it. Mm. It's good, bro. It's good. You know, that's strong stuff there. Strong, strong stuff. The stuff that makes you go blind. Yeah. I mean, would you ever make? I would like to do that. I'd like to make my own liquor. I think that'd be really cool. Not saying like make up uh, and sell it. I'm just saying like, uh, you know, make your own. See the process. Hopefully don't go yeah. blind. Yeah. What the yeah definitely don't go crazy. blind. <laughs> definitely easy to go blind with that. But uh, I mean, make your own. I mean, your nana. Do your nana's like, like your grandparents and they probably made, they've made wine in their garage maybe before. Like yeah, no, they make uh, they make wine for sure. They make yeah. wine. A lot of you know, other than those and those, they're making wine. Yeah, yo, my dad got inspired. I don't know which nana or which nana he talked to, but one day I came home to huge just grapes all over the place and big ass glass bottles like oh like uh demi johns and stuff like that yeah yeah with like um with like i don't even know what they were like crazy contraptions he finished it made the wine uh it was his first time so it was like first time wine it wasn't like it was i mean it was like a little bit sour but it was definitely like good wine stills and i've definitely seen the network of uh the wine the homemade wine making uh industry in ottawa so I remember when I was working for Preston, uh, we'd go on like uh, little deliveries and we'd be picking up like empty Dammy Johns and like people, people would have houses off of, like Prince of Wales or Medlands. And it'd uh, just be like their wine cellar, like where they have, like where they make their wine, they have all this old wine and like just empty barrels and glasses. And it's just crazy. I'm like, wine's good for you, bro. Wine, I mean, everyone I talk to, wine's good. I mean, even LeBron James drinks wine, no? Like, yeah, think- moderation, right? If you obviously drink like three bottles a day, I don't think that's very good for you. <laughs> but that's why people say like, oh, wine's good for you. And then they drink too much. Right. Yeah. Like a glass of red wine. I'm sure it's, it's, that's what they say. It's like antioxidants and all type of other stuff. I don't know, man. I think fuck Dr. Oz because Dr. Oz has been confusing people about like health and nutrition over for like 30 years. Every day he's like contradicting himself. It's like this is good for you. No, not too much of this now. And then 
I just don't follow it, you know. I, whatever the government says, the food groups, what I got to eat, and what's passed down through uh, knowledge. Yeah, like, bro, people tell. I mean, it happens. There's too many voices, I think, in that world, in the nutrition community, in the yeah, a lot of like, methods, right? I agree. When I like after, like after, like after a day of work of working on Studio Pod, I like eat and i mean i mean it i like it but like people say like this food's good for you this isn't good for you like i mean i don't know like i mean i like to eat it and i don't psych myself out when you really just don't psych yourself out sometimes you eat something and you're like you keep telling yourself like oh i'm gonna feel like shit after this and you end up feeling like well, shit. Like, you can eat a burger but like maybe don't eat a burger every day or like don't yeah. eat like, five burgers every day yeah like you don't have to like eat seeds and like all that but, like, yeah no the whole like health and like food like healthy food industry is just such a scam sometimes you know like uh even like the wellness products you seen gwyneth paltrow's goop you ever hear about that no so gwyneth paltrow the actor um okay. she has a health and wellness brand called goop and they sell things like vagina scented candles, <laughs> uh, weird stuff like some weird, like some witchcraft, like snake oil, yeah. like just what? No, they're like stardust uh, moisturizer, like a hundred dollars. Or here, I could read off some of the products, but there's like a video by this YouTuber called John Tron, and he was like kind of just you know doing like a funny skit going through like showing how ridiculous it is. <laughs> she's not the only celebrity All, a lot of celebrities have like their own kind of you know business where it's kind of you know some of them are shysty not all of them are seem very legitimate but people are buying it like it's not yeah. really a scam if people are literally putting their own credit card information and buying it yeah they're just like, following a victim to the yeah, and you uh, know it bro and like you, you everyone kind of I mean, me and you both know, like, sometimes you read something and you're like, yo, that person has to make a living. They have to make a business out of it. So they're going to say, obviously, a lot of this stuff. Like, this well, like Gwyneth Paltrow would be the first person to probably tell you, like, no, I actually believe in this stuff. And maybe she does. But I don't know. Selling a vagina scented candles. Is kind of <laughs> I don't know how that's making, like, oh, yes. So all my, my back pain is gone. <laughs> For some reason, I doubt that I would walk into her house and have them lit, lit, or lit around the place. Like, but you know, now that's a, in the West. That's how we see medicine, though. We don't really legitimize kind of like the you know, the potions and the you know the medicine from nature. Yeah, yeah, definitely we do. Like, but that's I don't know. Here's the other side. In science, we're always looking at algaes and different plants to, you know, find cures for cancers and, like, different diseases like that, too. Yeah. Just like we know, like, people who grind up rhino horns or eat shark fins or, you know, stuff that has no medical, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Properties. No medical properties whatsoever. And they're still doing it. Bro, actually snake oil and stuff like that you know what i mean yeah so many things fascinate me like man but is that man. a cultural thing too like we can't like overstep right like if that's been going on for hundreds of years and they people still want to practice that yeah yeah they do but you know it sucks we don't want to see like all these animals I know, going extinct. yeah like they're gonna go extinct anyways like 
those animals need so much space. And if we just keep growing in population, we're going to take the space they need. And animals are just going to keep on evolving to be smaller. And the only animals that are going to survive, like the next mass extinction, are the ones that can live in an urban environment, like squirrels, yeah. foxes, monkeys. Right. All those big, like amazing animals, like elephants, hippos, tigers, polar bears that we love, they're going to be gone. If you like it or not, you can do all the saving you can, you know. It's sad, yo. It's sad. It's reality, man. I think we're already too far into industrialization and humans. Yeah, the world, the, the world is very, very, very dirty, and the world is going to keep getting dirtier until one day. And I think that it's going to. I I just have a feeling it's going to be within our generation. I think people are, are going to wake up. And they're going to start making a lot of decisions and they're going to start realizing that it's within our, like, it's just, it's within this generation, our generation, the millennials and the two thousands and the upcoming generation that mm-hmm. it's going to take, we're going to take it into our hands to start, uh, I mean, start moving differently to start, you know, I think we're already making good steps. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we're making good steps. And one of those things that like, I mean, what I would love to do one day is to keep working on a business and to become a businessman and to keep certain, you know, very, very good principles that I still believe in and not to stray away from them because I get corrupted by the money. Yeah. Not get corrupted by the money. Cause it's just a slow descent into, it's just a slow descent. Once you start getting greedy, it's just a slow descent fueled by greed down and down and down you go and you start like losing yourself and i mean it's just okay honestly you just gotta stay you gotta stay woke you gotta stay like true to yourself you gotta stay true to god you have to start working and paying attention to you can't act recklessly and uh this thing with studio pod hopefully um you know everything works out well where i'm going to be able to keep working on it and as everything goes well to start making a business where it leads by example, where people start, you know, putting other things a priority other than profit. Because right now the world is very greedy. It's very, very greedy. Well, that's why I like the studio pod company as well, because I think eventually houses might get similar to that size. And I think it's an early start. And uh, it's you, really nice workspaces and, that's a beautiful thing. Like we said before, it's not just a workspace. That's like, was the main, you know, uh, niche target. Um, yeah. And yo, you know, one of those things that I think is cool as fuck is seeing like really, really good, like, and really, really big artists make like homes, like for example, like Yeezy homes. I think those things I saw in Calabasas. Oh, like, uh, the Wyoming like farm or are we talking about the Yeezy dome, the dome. Home, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those, it looks like, uh, it almost looks like an igloo, but it just, it pushes like, it pushes like create, it pushes the envelope. It, it's like a creative and it's like a new way and it's a new home. And it's something that's like from a movie from the future. But I mean, every home looks the same nowadays and, you know, hopefully like, we can start. I mean, it's one of those things, yo. You know when, yo, okay, just talk. I want to talk about it for a second because, like, 
So Yeezy built these like igloo looking homes. Crazy cool design. It was fresh. I thought they were from Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, we got it from Star Wars. That's what it was from. Yeah. No way. A lot. All his main influences are either from like Akira, like the anime, Star Wars, and then other things, obviously. But style wise, you could look if you look back. He's even said like he loves Star Wars and he loves Akira. I yeah, love look, look at like the original real. Star Wars, like the Empire Strikes Back. Like yeah. Yeezy is basically what the what they're wearing. Like you the garments that you Yeah, yo, that's why I said a movie. I just couldn't remember what movie it reminded me of. I but, love Star Wars. Yeah, they're so Wars good. I don't like the new ones though. There's the new trilogy. I was in the first one, amazing. After that, I just went. Because they uh, kept on, they changed the director in the second one. And then in the third one, they came back with the original director, DJ Abrams. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't really, like, the story is just like, the second movie, they're trying to figure out the story. And then imagine, like, you know, you're working on something, and then someone just gives it to you, okay, finish it. I don't know where you started. (laughs) Working backwards. It was not, the newer ones, they weren't, they, they weren't great, but the older ones, like, man, they were 30 years old and they just still had, like, the craziest set. It made you, like, go, it just made you, like, go to sleep. It's the universe, sleep. right? It's the whole aesthetic and universe that the Star Wars, like, created. Because, um, honestly, if you look at the actual movies itself and you look at it through acting and the plot, it's kind of ass. It's not really <laughs> that, like, the actors, like... Who I don't think Carrie Fisher and uh, rest in peace. Carrie Fisher and um, what's the Luke Skywalker's actor name? Uh, Mark Hamilton or something like that. Mark. I know. Um, I don't Harrison know. And then Ford. Harrison Ford. I think Harrison Ford was like maybe the only established actor, but even then, I think he was early in his career. Yeah. So it wasn't like, you know, and there was other movies at the same time that came out that were like a sci-fi theme, but didn't do successful. It's just because the Star Wars universe was so interesting and there's a lot of mystery. Like, oh, who is this like Yoda? Who is this Darth Vader? Who is, you know, and people cared about the characters. Yeah. Yo, I'd love to be, maybe in another life, I would want to be a, a movie director, like a film director. I was talking about it with Josh and Chris today and uh, it would just be so dope to see you're one of your like uh like just to be able to direct like visuals and like a story and like i mean i would probably want to be i'll probably want to record something that's like a sci-fi like star wars would be so cool bro but um but yeah that's harder to do though because those movies are just like cgi now you know what i mean yes but hey you can do Everyone, what they use is Adobe After Effects, and anyone can go get uh, After Effects. They can go buy it or torrent it, whatever you got to do to get it. And you can learn. After Effects is crazy. The stuff that you can do. Wait, hold on, hold on. So you can make you can make like three D, like you can make like uh, like animation with After Effects. You can like animate sequences that you made in After Effects, but to, like to three D animate models, you like use another software. Right, right. Man. Like they have functions in it, but it's not as in depth that you would need. Yeah. 
Yo, I was talking like, like for background and like effects on motion or say like you want fire to go up in the background. That's right. like after effects. Yeah. And then it's for 3D models. Like there's so many softwares. Like I know, I know Unity is a really good one. And I know game was showing me a whole bunch. There's, there's just too many. There's a whole bunch. I'm pretty sure Adobe, uh, maybe Adobe doesn't have one, but yeah, that's interesting. I'm still trying to understand, you know, like I started off with like Photoshop, Lightroom. Well, Lightroom is pretty self-explanatory, but uh, Photoshop, Premiere, even After Effects, I try to learn. And it's just a grind. You just gotta do it every day, right? And I use uh, a cool little strip. I use SketchUp. I use SketchUp for uh, for like the business I'm running. It's like um, it's very simple. There's only like seven or eight buttons you have to use, and it's just great for if you want to build like. Um, if you want to build like a home or a construction thing, I would use SketchUp. And I know it gets much more sophisticated after that, but for even like, even for like, I love designs. I think that I want to be more of a, a designer than someone who like, is just focused on like, like scaling. physically building stuff. Yeah. I'd rather be building stuff because I feel like, I mean, this stuff was studio pod and room pod. This was like almost last year's idea. I made this in like last. Doesn't like, it feel great that you're doing it now and you're, you know, yeah, you it was good to be able. That's what I love about business because I went to school for business. One of the things I love about business is like, even if you're someone who like designs or designs like a building or designs like something that like Gabe makes, like a product, like a speaker or like a can or like a herb cutter, like all those things Gabe designs is so cool. Mm-hmm. Business just lets you, like, this whole stuff about incorporation and like marketing and all these science, they're almost like sciences. They just help you sell your design. And uh, I think it's one of the coolest things to be able to help people with your designs. Like, it's just like, man, it's there for you. Business is just a vessel. It's such a cool vessel. And I just love being able to learn. I mean, like now that I'm going to like finish this project, this class project called Studio Pod, Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep making them. And if I make good money, I might continue it on until September, October and keep going. We'll see how what happens. But um. I mean, I want to be able to start using like After Effects and Adobe and use uh, software for smaller things and like just see what really gets me like what really sparks me. I like I liked designing like these like room pods and studio pods. I think they were really, really cool. But and I have like six or seven design now that I want to build and I want to get sales and build them because I think that on top of me making money, mm-hmm. I also built a really cool thing. But uh, after that, we'll see. Like, I really love designing stuff, and I want to get into like. CD. You think you? Sorry, Doug, sorry. Keep going. No, no, go for it. Do I think? I was just gonna say. Do you see yourself adding other lines of products instead of yeah. just you know, the sheds is obviously where it starts, right? The studio pods. Yeah, so I got to start from the bottom. Would you think of like looking at a home the same way you were looking at a home? Like, okay, I need to find a office space. And yeah. You provided that for them. Same way you look at home and be like, okay, what can this add here that I can build for someone and then sell it as a product? Yeah, well, I so we here's, like a, here yeah, I'm gonna I'm like, gonna start affirming things. It's 2021. Mm-hmm. I am gonna buy land and I'm gonna start building these things on land. And uh there's gonna be studio these studio pods, I'm just gonna blow them up into a bigger thing and start building them and making proposals, and we'll see where that goes. The thing is with homes is like, I would, 
I would be the most happiest and I would be the most content guy building homes for people. And I would love to do that. And if I could do it, I would do it. But there is so much that goes behind being able to build homes. There's approvals and there's so many people you have to go through. And I'm not sure I'm cut out for it, but I mean, one of those things that I have to just try out and see if I'm cut out for it. Um, approvals is like a very patient, you have to be very, very patient to be in real estate for approvals and people might not want them, but man, if I could like build homes, I would do it because like I would build beautiful homes at a very affordable prices. And for the people that, you know, are coming up and they're going to be this generation that need homes, I'd love to buy land, maybe a little bit outside of Ottawa and start building these. And I really have to go and see if I'm cut out for it. It's one of those things I have to try out. Well, you, you don't have to do it all by yourself. You know, you have, you can do like a company behind you. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to need a crew because you, know, you can't do like, you know, everything I own. Can't. Can't. And that's why I'm doing it now. Yeah. You can do it and then have help as well. Exactly. Because you have exactly. a crew right now too, like helping you. Yeah. And the crew I have right now is the guys I went to high school with because yeah. like, you guys, for some reason, I work, I just, I just work with you guys and it, it just works like water. I don't know why we get along so well. We're just like-minded and we have this certain kind of energy that just clicks. Like I work with guys that were in grade 12, like Josh, Chris, Adam. And as soon as I have more sales and more work for everyone, I want to start putting people together so they can, you know, like be part of the team and part of this movement, because hopefully after this, we start making the rooms bigger and bigger and bigger until they start having bedrooms and kitchens and bathrooms. And so we can start building homes. And uh, I think it could be a career. I really do think it will be a career, but we'll see. We will see. We'll see what happens like now in September. Oh, the other thing is like, I was going to go on exchange in September. If you need land. Ottawa's not too expensive now. You have to go out to like Smith Falls. Because um, yes. Ontario is so huge. And we kind of forget that. We, we you know, stick to the city and like city limits. Ontario like, is there's so, so much country. land everywhere. And there's always yeah. like, I was driving like around to uh, a cottage. And it's going through like Kempville, Merrickville, and like little towns, Jasper and Maryville. North Greenville. Like places I never existed. And there's like all this like for sale. I'm like, all this land is for sale. And I'm like, I'm sure it's, you know, the people with money, they already know that. They're already fucking gobbling up everything they can. Swallowing um, You're right. You're right. Maricopa's a cute town, bro. It's a very, I mean, I went, yeah, I went really biking cool. there with my father and uh, we biked. There's Stella Luna there. Yeah. Oh, your nana lives there? No, no. There's a Stella Luna there. Like that. Stella Luna there. Gelato? Okay, okay, good gelato there. And we you know, we bike through it and it's such a cute place. And I, I went I went you I biked from Ottawa to Kingston once. Yeah, I biked from Ottawa to Kingston once and let me tell you something, I'm never gonna do it again. But it was <laughs> yeah. experience. That's nuts. That's it, nuts. It's How long did I take you to bike? Too long, bro. It just took too long. I think it was like fucking like, an hour, bro. No, 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 no. My god, nine hours? It was like it was like seven eight hours, and on the way back, it was probably like ten. I'm not gonna lie, it was you did it for, uh, in a day. No, 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 we slept over at Queens, okay. and uh, we ate well. We just mossed there, and then the next morning, I woke up like as if I just as if I just biked from Ottawa to Kingston. Like I was so sore, and I came back, and yeah, that's crazy. Like, you know what this is cool. I know my dad does it every year. It's like this. I know uh, Dean does it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dean's different. We don't need to talk about Dean right now. Dean is different with the Mike Rides. Shout out Dean. Shout out Dean. Dean the legend. Dean's gonna be on this guy. Dino. Dean would go, Dean would be like, yo, I want to come to Ottawa and just, you know, I'm gonna go home. He doesn't even think about coming in a car. He he would like he would he would just bike to Ottawa. And uh it's such a trip for him and it's so much fun for him. Everyone needs to have Dean and he enjoys it. He loves being outdoors. And uh, even recently, like last week, I realized the power of, yo, another thing, yo, you know, when I started this whole, uh, uh, this, the the whole class project in the business thing, I was like, you know, working and uh, in May and June, I was working, waking up in the morning and then working and then coming home at night, crashing, waking up again. And it was like a very hectic cycle until I was, um, I, I, I spoke with a friend who really engraved in my mind and told me, yo, stop underestimating the power of waking up and for an hour and a half, uh, being outside without your phone, with a coffee in your hand, just, you know, just like be like practice stillness. It's one of the best things I've ever tried to do. It's actually too easy. It's not hard. You got to wake up. Everyone in their life needs a form of uh, meditation. Meditation. It doesn't have to be just straight meditating either, like yoga or just you know sitting there. Like for some people, it's sports. They go for a a walk. It's a a form of meditation too. It's called transcendental meditation. Sorry, what's that? It's called transcendental meditation. It's one of those meditation. Uh, it's the point of transcendental meditation or just TM is to just sit still. You don't have to breathe in a certain funky way. You don't have to like, you know, you don't have to say anything. You just kind of just sit there for 20 minutes. And usually what tends to happen is you start to like, you know, piece together the things that you have to do in a day or piece together things that like you should be doing or what you probably want to be doing but you get distracted you just got to sit there for 20 minutes and most of the time you will end up getting yourself out of like some kind of like sticky situation or out of a rut and you kind of pick yourself back up it's not hard you just kind of like sit for 20 minutes it's called transcendental get your head out of your ass transcendental meditation meditate get your head out of your fucking ass and just sit for 20 minutes straight it'll literally change your life it's stillness. You know, Practice. listen to a podcast too, you know? It's a cool podcast, bro. I like what you're doing here. And I watched the one with James and I watched the one with Luke Southfalter. Like, I really like this, yo. And I think you yeah, should no. keep, uh, keep inviting people over, yo. People have so much stuff to share. And this is such a great outlet. Like, I'm going to keep watching all of them. Respect, man. I like it. I love it. The goal is to get, um, we'll start this now. We're going to put, like you said before, we're going to put things into the air uh what we want i want chris uh chris martin not chris martin from uh youtube or it was a coldplay no coldplay sorry coldplay coldplay uh the craft brothers you know the one that lives in ottawa the craft brothers you know okay. the Bumafu? So, one of the two brothers oh one of chris martin as in from his first name i think it's chris get him on sorry chris martin chris craft or I don't know why I said Chris Martin. <laughs> um, but yeah, one of them lives in Ottawa. I'd love to talk to him just about Zabumafu because Zabumafu was my like favorite childhood show. Let me look up. Yeah, it is crazy. Yo, that's lit. The craft, craft. What are the two names? Is it Martin and Chris? Uh, 
it's craft with a K and it's Martin craft and it's Chris with a K craft. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's why I said Chris Martin. <laughs> Put the two names together. Oh, it's Chris yeah. Martin. I'm not sure which one lives in the, um, Ottawa, but one of them does. And I'd love to talk to them. Well, I, when you talk to them over the next very short period of time, or within the next medium period of time, you, uh, you have to ask what Zabumafu is doing. Oh, my God. That's going to be the main topic. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. Zabumafu died. Yeah, no, that was 2014. I remember everyone was like, the pose of the door. Like, how stupid. Like, of course, like, the astral lemur that was in the show that was, like, It got me sad now. I watch this shit every day at my grandma's house. It was a great show. Such a good show educational and like different segments like it was amazing that you know he do the snack and i'd learn like i never knew what a garbanzo bean was apparently it's just a <laughs> they call in the states they call chickpeas garbanzo beans for some reason uh but you know you learn about like different fruit because it would be like the lemurs diet and then they bring animals in and they like, play with it they have like a baby tiger or, like an elephant and then there's the claymation where like Zabumafu sleeps and it's like zabu land that shit was crazy. And then they would I go to so India yeah. to like go preserve, like look at real nature. Yeah. Rich, uh, I, I, really I love animals, right? So. Uh, yeah, I gotta go and like, I gotta go watch some YouTube videos. On yeah, it's on Netflix, Zumufu. Shut up. Yeah, like, uh, the, yeah. Whole, the whole series. And they have another show out, an animation show. I'm doing tonight. Just to spark some old memories. Yeah, this shit was literally like from I mean, every single day, I mean, I've, I've gone to my grandma's house from like grade one to grade six. And like, I remember watching this shit. Like, this is so fucking nostalgic. I think it was on, I watched it on PBS, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, man, you have to, you have to bring, start bringing more people on and then you work your way up to Chris Craft, and it'll be like the sickest podcast ever. Once Chris Craft is done, then then you just got to keep moving up. Just I love it. Yeah. Just go. You know, one of the things I want to do with, I'm going to say it again. One of the things I want to do with Studio Pod is build one for one of my friends who's a music artist, who's, who's an artist. And I want to, Sovio, I want to build this and I keep uh, talking to you. I want to fill it out now. now. AKA 30. Man, talent. So much talent. He just doesn't have a studio. So I'm trying to build one in his grandma's backyard. And I keep telling him, talk to your grandma. I know uh, it won't be able to fit on the one here, but it's not his backyard. So, uh, I mean, he's talent, bro. And uh, I want to see Lottery season. Yeah. Kind of going to lack me every day of the week. <laughs> I don't think I've ever walked out of lack Leamy with money made. Yeah, um, I just go there for the free drinks. I like looking at all the machines. Yeah, <laughs> true, <I> yo. <laughs> like, talk about the soda machine that they have at the casino. Underrated. <laughs> yeah, they like have underrated ice fruit punch. And then they also have, like, Sprite, Coca-Cola, ginger ale, all that stuff. They have coffee, but, like, almond milk. and That's right. That's tea right. Tea. There's also alcohol, but they always have, like, the pretty girls try to, like, guilt you to, like, tip them. You're right, right. I'm like, oh no, one time like I got a drink. The drink is so expensive. And they're like, oh no tip. I'm like, I just left that. I'm like, nah. 
And I just walked away. I'm like, I don't know if it's probably custom to give a tip, but I spent too much money on those three drinks that I had in my hand. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, probably lost a fortune at the poker. And table. this, let's let's like, come on, let's get rid of the tips, especially at Subway and Tim Hortons. It, like yeah. sometimes on the machine, it's like add tip. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> add a tip. <laughs> They're doing their job, and it's not like they get paid less. Like servers, if you go to a restaurant, they get server minimum wage. So the tip makes sense. It makes up for that. The reason why they get paid less is because they get paid in tips too. That's right. But at Tim Hortons, they're making regular minimum wage, man. I'm not giving them extra money because they fucking let me go across the counter and get my own sandwich. (laughs) I'll pay pay extra $2 a lap to make my own sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As much stuff as I want in there. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they just give the, like, they literally just give you the food across the counter. Like, there's no serving or anything. So I don't know why I would tip. I mean, not hardly. I want everyone yeah, to know they're just doing their job. Like, what if you tipped like someone at Walmart if they like told you like where the milk was? <laughs> it's not a hotel. Like, <laughs> excuse me, where's the milk? And they're like, okay, all five. Uh, and they're just like looking at you with their hand though. They're like, just following you. Like, uh, sir, uh, uh, could I, uh, uh could you, t- uh, yeah, yo, I'm gonna get hats for my fucking uh business soon and i was looking at your hat um the nordiques vintage hat the nordiques vintage bring back hat. the nordiques uh, yo the client where's my hat you want to make like a, a trucker style hat yeah the client gave me a trucker hat she yo the client had the sickest job she was working at i mean we both know the company we both like have been cut but like she worked at Canopy Growth, bro, as a marketer. She worked at Tweed. And the girl was telling us she had like a she had like this person come by the office one day, like all serious in a suit, and like they were looking for Tanya and she was like making all these jokes and stuff. And she said something where um she was just joking about how serious they were, and all of a sudden she just heard a like a voice from the background be like <laughs> And uh, she didn't get she didn't get oh. why it was Seth Rogen for Houseplant. No way. And, uh, she was working with them, and she's telling the story like he's such a chill guy. They were helping launch Houseplant at the time, and he actually came to like Ottawa and like visited. Yeah. I was like lit, and uh, it was lit time. I mean, what a cool job! Like marketing for like, industry celebrity, you know, booming. It's just booming, and then. Corona, the beer bought Canopy Growth, and then they're trying to turn the company. She was telling us oh, what to Corona, them. like beer, like yes, yeah, like uh, Corona and Modelo and a few other alcohol beverages are owned by Constellation Brands, and then they bought Canopy Growth, and then they're trying to turn the company into like a very CBD heavy, like it's trying to be mostly CBD. Um, and uh, I mean, they're still gonna sell like tea, like they're still gonna sell like the usual, just like the flower, like under tweed and all those kind of things. But uh, they're trying to make it very CBD. Um, I mean, which is good. CBD is a, like it's one of those things that it's like there's a lot of benefits to it without a lot of downside um, for pain and for all those people without getting high. So I mean, they're 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 like. They're a comp. They're they're like just a company that just they like they 
she was telling us they buy like every single brand possible. And then the CEO gets paid like last year, he got paid $50 million because he bought canopy growth or something like that. And, uh, and then he just keeps buying and rolling up companies. And then like whatever, whatever happens to the companies doesn't really matter because he collects his paycheck. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things. uh, Medical mushrooms. Bro. (laughs) Kevin O'Leary has been saying it. He's been screaming it. Mind med, mind med stock, MMED. Mm. Uh, I don't know what to think about it. I think, yeah, I don't know. It, okay, 100%. Honestly, it's not 100%. Everyone thinks 100% would become legal eventually, but I see maybe in the next 15 to 20 years it becoming legal. Not anytime soon. Uh, the discussion is already kind of like bubbling. Once you start to hear like politicians talk about it, then it's like, okay. It's That's more true. serious. That's true. But the and conversation has definitely started. Yeah. People That's are like, you know, like heavy institutes and colleges in the United States and across the world are like researching into seeing actual like medical uh, like help. But yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Medical applications. Medical benefits, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and and one of my friends that uh, she goes to McMaster and she does something with neuroscience and she was saying the same thing where like the studies, the amount of studies that they have done dates back like a long, long time. But the amount of studies that have been coming out recently have been uh, increasing. There have been so many studies recently that have been coming out in ter- with uh, mental illness. Mental illness. A lot of the studies are like, you know, uh, in PTSD and. Which I don't really understand the science behind it. Like, I don't get how. Like it's, I could understand. So, like, it's a mind altering drug, right? It's a psychedelic. So, if they were to exploit it in a certain way to, you know, kind of ease like memory and like take away fear and terror from that memory. That's what I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but that's how sense. I feel. Why they I just know they're having such great results. They're having the best results with, uh, I mean, with a natural thing almost versus something that's like an antidepressant that's just going to keep you like sedated and mm-hmm. keep you going down the same road for, I mean, if it's natural and if it can really cure PTSD so that after you don't have to be reliant on a drug, well then man, that's like, that's bigger than like people naked. Like that's huge, bro. Being able to... Yeah. Obviously, it has, like, an even bigger stigma than marijuana. Um, but people, yeah. You know, it's just interesting to see what's going to come out of that. We'll see. So, mind med, mind med. Bro, so many interesting things. Like, I mean, I don't, like, what the fuck is cryptocurrency still? Like, I know what cryptocurrency is, but what the fuck it's, is cryptocurrency? It's hard to understand what the future oh, okay. is and what it is now. Because what I see it now, like, you know, people have apps like Coinbase and other cryptocurrency, like, trading apps. And they use it like a stock. You know, they buy a bit of it, buy a bit of it, and then they sell it when it goes up. It's just, like, yeah. quick cash. That's what a lot of people use it for. But that's not what the goal was. It, it was to transfer, you know... Uh, paper money into electric currency but the question is then would it have to be one universal currency like what i don't understand i was thinking like, about that the today. Two big ones are bitcoin and ethereum yes and i was thinking so, about it today like bro the, the canada use ethereum and then they use bitcoin like, i don't understand like what the yeah. plan, the further the end plan is because yeah you could have it but does it exist 
with paper money at the same time? Is it trying to replace it? It's still very new and it's just, you know, it's kind of just feeling out. And the reason why it exists is because it holds value in the scarcity, especially like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I'm going to keep like you I, you have to realize that the US out of all the money in the like, out of all the US dollars, 30% of them got printed just last year in 2020 alone. And it's actually the scariest thing to know and it's horrible to know and it's not going to end well and it's probably going to be like the collapse one day decades yeah. down the road, but you know, I mean, like one of those things that I keep telling myself and keep thinking is like, you know, don't see investment as something that like you do to grow your money. See it as something so that you can put your money so that you don't lose the value of like your dollar. So like I'm thinking like, you know, with like my like whatever money I make, I hold in my bank. It's not like only it's not only staying still. It's it's losing. It tends to lose money because you'll see in the next ten years things get more expensive. It's sad. It's scary, but the best way to do anything about it is to buy. I mean, you got to buy Bitcoin. You got to buy Ethereum. The smaller ones, I don't know, and I don't know if any smaller ones are gonna make it through. Most likely they will, but I think Bitcoin and Ethereum are here to stay. They're just that big. And there's just that many uses for it. The smart contract thing with Ethereum, I understand. And the big well, once there's like a lot of money invested into something, it's hard to get rid of it, right? Like a lot of people invested money into it. I agree with you. I agree with you. And uh, we'll see what happens one day. But I mean, when I, now what I'm going to be doing now that I've made my own business is to start putting a little bit of money aside into some Bitcoin, a little bit of money aside into some Ethereum and start spreading my cash out because uh, it's just smart to, to hold, not put all your eggs in one basket, especially the basket that's called cash. You don't want to hold cash right now, but uh, definitely want to spread. And one of those things too, yo, yo, Dogecoin is one of those smaller ones that, I mean, right now it's a joke, but it's such a meme, Bisquali, it's such a meme. And I'll tell you, it's such a big meme and Elon Musk is making it into an even bigger meme. Yeah, if Elon Musk tweets, oh, Dogecoin is swag, like it goes up for uh... Like a billion dollars. Nah, no, but I don't know how much is a single Dogecoin now. Do you know? Right now, it's in the cents. It's in the cents, yo. It it was at seventy cents right before Elon Musk went to Saturday Night Live, and now it it was at nineteen cents when Chris bought it last week, and I think now it's at like twenty or cents, something like that. And uh, we'll see. It it really they all of them. One of the things I noticed, all of them really very, very closely follow Bitcoin, very, very closely. Um, if Bitcoin goes up, they they go up. And if Bitcoin goes down, they're probably going to go down. But I think when Bitcoin goes up, the smaller ones tend to go up more than Bitcoin does. So you probably have more potential, like quick cash, like much more cash with the smaller ones. But they are more risky. When they go down, they go down very, very hard. And you lose a lot, a lot of money. But um, some of them might not recover. Like I know recently, like two weeks ago, Mark Cuban and some crypto he bought went down to zero and he lost millions and millions of dollars. And it was just- uh, That's what I mean. Like I, I I had Coinbase on my phone. I was looking through all the different ones you can invest. And it's like pancake do, coin. Like, who the fuck's buying pancake coin? I'm like, I don't even know. Like that has no, like who would put their money into that? Like obviously yeah. that's not like- it was a crypto yeah, crazy. Was this YouTuber I watched, he made his own currency. Yeah. Uh, it was Slops coin. 
flopped quite. And like you try to get people to buy. I don't know about anyone. So else. many absurd ones, and like they were all going up. Like I can't, I can't lie. They were all going up so fast and so much just six months ago that it, so, did, it like, yeah. Here's my crazy. question for you. Yes. You know how like you have to find bitcoins and people farm bitcoins with like massive server rooms. They mine them. Yeah. Is Ethereum the same thing? What's the original cryptocurrency? What's the first one? Bitcoin was the original one. Bitcoin. So how does Ethereum exist? Does it find Bitcoins and just say these are Ethereum? Like, yeah, the whole mining thing was a little bit like weird to me until I understood it as like when, uh, for example, when someone sends money from like Canada to Serbia, then that transaction is like completed by someone who's a miner. So the miner themselves does that transaction. So that's the whole point of the cryptocurrency. Like when they mine a Bitcoin or they find a Bitcoin, what they do is like they use a computer to like complete it. Once it's completed, they get rewarded a Bitcoin or Ethereum, a very, very small portion of it, but they get rewarded. And the whole point of it is so that there's no banks that are in charge. There's no big, big institution that's in charge because that way they take a huge fee off the top but this way it could be me with a computer at home that completes that transaction and they get rewarded a little bit for it so it's the everyday man it's like a regular person it could be it's decentralized that's the whole point of it but the whole mining thing i understand the miner is just the person that has a computer and they complete the transaction and verify it so you could you could have made a lot a lot of money like maybe five six years ago in mining nowadays like well just like the the electric bill bill. that's what it is you're right the electric bill was a huge cause of concern just two months ago they were like talking about how it was the most like bitcoin was so like so expensive in terms of electricity to like mine it so they were like worried about like they're like this is so bad for the environment and uh i mean shit like nowadays like to buy a graphics card like when i was starting the business and i had to go and make like these computer images and rendered images so i can show the client i couldn't find a graphics card are you kidding me like there was no way i could get my hands on a graphics card it was actually absurd that's why people everyone's like oh the ps5 is selling out because oh people just really want the ps5 no people are buying them in bulk for the graphics cards and the graphics card People don't give a shit about their like oh huge gamers like no it's like give me the graphics card and I didn't realize that like it was very recently someone told me like that's yeah, the graphics cards that are in them. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know that either. Me I'll either, but it makes sense because graphics cards I know like they've been very sold out mm-hmm. in demand. Yeah, that's crazy. Probably the metals and stuff that are that are made to made it. I don't even know what's in it. I'm sure copper. There's copper. Know, gold and like the chip. Probably gold-plated stuff. Silicone. Um, yeah. It's crazy how something that like someone would wear on their neck or, you know, uh, on their finger is what like is in computers. Literally. And it's not even like the service that the computer provides you is what's valuable. It's the parts of the computer. Is what makes it valuable and that gives it that price. Yeah. Because fucking a DS can go on the internet. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? 
yeah. that function is not hard to add. Yeah, and yo, it's yo, you know, it's also like absurd with the graphics card and the, and the chips. Like, yo, there ha- something is going on in the world right now. It's never happened before. But you know how when COVID happened, like toilet paper was out of demand. Like, it's because everyone was trying to buy toilet paper. They were worried they couldn't yeah. wipe their ass during COVID. Like, the same exact thing is happening with fucking computer chips and graphics cards. People are buying them in advance because they're worried that like world's ending. And so they're getting them years in advance or pre-buying and like buying years that my, like my dad works in it. He says that like the price of like recently, just last week, the price of a chip went up 46 times. So it was $10 and now it's 460 because people are buying them like just years in advance, they're overbuying it and it's happening. Like, that's why I couldn't get the graphics card. And it was just ridiculous. Like, fuck, I'm trying to run a business here and I can't buy a fucking graphics card. It's ridiculous. So what, the the black market will open up and people are like, start making yeah, it. It's slowing like, down now. Price. 3D print graphics card. You know, it's a crazy thing that my internet connection is unstable. Honestly, it's been running for a real time. So that's a perfect warning. So you we'll have to continue this conversation on another podcast, man. Yeah. I honestly, I love like you know everyone that I have on. I always want to. They're always wanting to come back. Yeah, you I know. I always like love having these conversations, the especially you know with like a friend. Too, I like to see that everyone you know has aspirations in different fields, but somewhat kind of doing these. I kind of find how like everything unifies and like. We can all help each other and just grow. And that's just not, you know, not just your friends, just as a community, as as a city. And get your head out of your ass. Episode three. Get your head out of your fucking ass. Studio Pond Company, Nicola Kuji. You know what? I might change the name. It changed names so many times. So I'll be known right now. The company, the design, my design company is called Nikos. So we'll go by that. Nikos Nikos. Studios. Nikos Studios. Slash, so, uh, well, the studio yeah. pod company is a division of Nikos Studios. We'll say that. It's the first product of many. And yeah, so, uh, and yeah, guys, anyone like, thank you. Thanks for doing this, bro. If someone's, exactly. uh, it's one more thing. If someone's interested in, uh, you know, having one built, how would they be able to contact you? Nikos.ca. They put an order through the website? They could put an order, they could call me and they could email or they could call me and the, all the models are up and all the pricing is on the website. Free consultation. Free consultation. Yes, sir. All right, get your head out of your ass. Get your head out of your ass. Thanks, Pasquale. See you soon. Peace. Wait, okay. He didn't have the lead. He left right away. I was going to talk to him. <laughs>